Welcome to the Red X Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Tyler Fenn at the Red X. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Red X podcast. It is Wednesday, September 2nd, uh, and I'm uh, really, really happy that you've got, taken time out of your day to be with us. I've got Brianne Ika with us. We're going to talk about prospecting to your sphere of influence, uh, and she's got a system for us that uh, we've actually touched on in some other, some some other with some of our other podcast guests, but we're going to get real tactical in how to leverage your sphere and relationships in a way that allows you to continually get referrals over and over and over. So we're going to talk about that. I'm super excited. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, if you're on our website, all of those channels have a place for you to type in comments and questions. So please do so. And those will get relayed over to Brianne and I, and we will do our best to answer them. Uh, she's going to take us to school here in just a few minutes. I'm super excited. Brianne, thanks for being with us today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Tyler. Can Thanks you tell us uh, a little bit? You've been you've been part of the industry for a, a, a number of years, right? A decade or so. Yeah. Tell tell our listeners a little bit uh, more about who you are and what you do for real estate agents. Very cool. So I'm Brianne Ika, like Tyler said. I am the chief strategy officer here at Workman Success Systems, and and also the co-founder. So about six years ago, my dad Burl Workman and I started this little company, and on a plane headed back from Charleston, South Carolina, and. Here we are today, we've got about 48 coaches and clients all over the country and we're just having so much fun. And so our main focus and what we really do well is help build highly successful and profitable real estate teams. And so we always have the most advanced and most up-to-date information and on the technology and what's happening in the market because our coaches are active in real estate. The things that are happening as the market shifts and changes so quickly, we're always on top of what's happening and we kind of keep our finger on that pulse and make sure that we've got great resources for all of our clients. Awesome. I love it. And, uh, and, and we've, we've been, we've had a working relationship with workman success for years and years and years. Uh, yeah. and so, uh, so I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about here. Now you guys, Brianne, you guys have a system for working for an agent to work their sphere of influence. That's, that's not just like, Hey, here's, here, here's what you do. This is a very defined and, 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 and perfected system for an agent to, to leverage their network and their relationships to get referrals over and over and over. Is that right? It is. Can you yeah. tell me, can you tell us, and this, there, there might be a simple, obvious answer to this, but why, why is having a good system in place to leverage your relationships? Why is that important for an agent? Because you and I both know there's a lot of agents out there that don't have something that works. So why is it so crucial for you to, for, for an agent to have that in place? Yeah, so I've got two different answers for this. The first one is, is we think that you should have four pillars of income. And for each one of those pillars, it should be able to generate 100% of whatever that goal is, whether it's a number of units sold or a number of families served or an income goal, whatever that is, you should have four pillars. And each one of those should, should be designed to hit 100% of that goal. Because when one of those doesn't hit, you still have three more that are going to be really close. And then what happens is you don't just double your goals you triple and quadruple them year over year. And the other reason that this, this top 50 program is so big is as we've been coaching and 
all of the things that we've created, this top 50 program has generated more revenue for our agents and for their teams than pretty much every other system that we have because of the way that they work them. And it's really strategic. You have to have those relationships. Real estate is such a relationship-based business. It's kind of like Yelp, right? Everyone goes on Yelp to try and find the best place to eat. And if it only has one or two good reviews and the rest of them aren't that great, they're not going to use you. And so it's kind of the same thing in real estate. How do you create these exceptional client experiences and keep them coming back? And you know that if they send you one review or one, one referral, they're going to continue to send those over and over and over again. And so, I mean, that's the real why behind it. So, so you gave two answers here tonight. So let me yeah. ask some follow-up questions to the four pillars of income and make sure I understand this correctly. I understand diversification. And I think that, that I hope that, that everybody does is, uh, is you want to have business coming from different, different channels, right? And so um, for sake of argument, let's say your sphere expired FISBOs and just listed, just sold prospecting, right? Let's use those for the sake of argument. So what you're saying is if somebody says, Hey, I, I want, I want to, I want to do 50 deals this year. What you're saying is each one of those pillars should be able to provide them with 50 deals. Correct. And and then and then in a perfect world, right? You get 50 deals from your sphere, from expireds, from for sale by owners and from just listed just sold prospecting ending up with way more than what you set out with at the beginning of the year. Exactly. Even Look. if even if a couple of those don't hit 50 and they only hit I don't know, 25, you still hit your goal. And right. so if you work each one of those pillars, like it's the only thing that's going to generate that and you're working four of them that way, it's awesome. The other thing that, another way to look at that is if I say, okay, your goal is to sell 50 transactions this year, but you don't get paid on a single one of them unless you hit all 50, what are the chances you're going to hit those 50? Much better than if I, <laughs> but much better than the alternative, right? Exactly. And so if you're working that sphere of influence and you're working those top 50, like it, you can't get paid unless you hit all 50 transactions through that. There's a pretty good chance you're going to work as hard as you can to make sure that you hit that goal. You, uh, otherwise, you don't get paid. But most agents don't think that way. They just think, when's the next sale? When's the next sale? Right. Right. The next the next commission to hit my bank account. I, I, I talked to an agent one time and he said, he said, man, real estate is hard. And then and then I get it, and then and then my commission check goes through, and I go, "Wow, I'm rich again, right?" And I and I go, "Yeah, but that's not how it should be, right? There should be some consistent uh, business coming in." And this seems uh, this four pillars, right? Seems like a great way to provide that. Is is you go, look, let's let's look at this longer term. Let's look at this on a bigger picture. And if you can focus on any one of these and get fifty, why not focus on all four? Awesome. So let's let's uh, let's let's dive into the one pillar that we want to talk about, and that's sphere of influence. Now, you guys have this program. Uh, you you call it your top fifth pro. Maybe it's not a program, but this this system that uh, that you call your top fifty. Tell us more about what this is uh, as one of those four pillars. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than your sphere of influence. So your sphere of influence are the two hundred people that will come to your wedding or your funeral, right? Okay. So that's a little bit different. You should still be working those, but your top 50 is a very specific group of 50 people. And you should spend one hour a day working with the people in your top 50. And these are the people that you like. You're, they're your friends. You want to hang out with them. And the reason that it's critical that it's 50 and not 47 and not 62 or 100 is because 
we've figured out that you can work with those 50 people once a month. You just have to touch, touch them once a month. And it's a personal touch. Your sphere of influence, you can post on Facebook and say, hey, what's up and what's going on? And, and they can kind of stay in touch with you that way. But with these top 50 people, the hardest part about this is making that list. Once you realize, hey, I thought I knew all of these people, making that list of 50, it's difficult. You get to 20 and you start scratching your head going, who else do I really like that I want to talk to once a month? Right? <laughs> or you're on the other side of it, you get to 50 and you're like, but I have 27 more. And so as you're creating that list and you're really going in and starting to make it and decide, okay, these are the people that I'm going to work with. And I'm, I'm going to dedicate time every single day to working with this, this specific group of people. It gets really clear. And they're the people that are going to send you at least one referral throughout the next 12 months. And there's a few things that we do with them. So like I said, you're going to like just block an hour every single day. And it's make those phone calls. And sometimes you might be able to make a couple phone calls. Sometimes you might go to lunch or you might, as couples go to dinner or a movie, no more Rona, right? Um, <laughs> or or get takeout and go to the park. But it's, it's those personal touches that you're having with these people. And the goal of them is not to talk about real estate. It's not to say, hey, I really want you to send me one referral this, this year. Just I just need the one. But they should know they're in your top 50 group. They should know, hey, you're in this, this elite group of my friends that I just want to be able to refer business back and forth to. And so if you know of anybody, just remember you're in my top 50 group. And at the end of the year, everybody that sends me a referral, we're going to do something awesome. We're going to have a party. I'm gonna, we're going to have food or whatever it is. And we have tons of examples of what those different pieces look like. And then at the end of the year, you take a look at your top 50 list again, and you should be tracking every single single transaction that comes from that top 50. And what you'll notice is you're going to have seven or eight people that send you not just one referral, but two or three or four referrals. And then you're going to have a few people that don't send you any. And with those people, you just replace them. You put new people into that top 50 group so that eventually you have 50 people sending you at least one referral every single year, year over year. Now you're guaranteed those 50 transactions just from that referral business. Okay. So You've, you 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 start off with fifty people. That was really pick, fast. Sorry. Pick, 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 that's okay. Pick the fifty. Yep. Um, and then and then the goal is to spend an hour a day mm -hmm. communicating with these people, and the goal is to reach out to each of those people once a month. Once a month. Okay. Now, um, at the end of the twelve months, you've you've kept track of your fifty and who's given you referrals and who hasn't. The people who haven't, you you flush them and you replace. You replace the the difference with new people that are hopefully going to refer in the coming twelve months. Is that right? Am I, exactly so far? Okay, so I I want to talk about this this one hour a day and 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 yeah. the 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 one or at least one time a month. What's the purpose of these 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 communications? How are these what 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 channel are you using? Are you these text messages, phone calls? Are you taking people to lunch? What does that look like on a real tactical level as we get into you know, for the month of September, I'm going to work my top 50. What does that look like? Yeah. So, so many times you see agents in offices and they spend a lot of their morning trying to figure out who in the office that's doing less production than them that they can go to lunch with. What if they took that time and they looked at their list of their top 50 and said, Hey, here's the people on my top 50 that I can actually, that I enjoy spending time with. Who of them are available? Who can I talk to? Who can I sit down with and get to know, get to know them better or more? And there's so many 
one of, one of the other things that we launched this year was service before opportunity. And so when you're calling these people and you're meeting with them in whatever platform you want, right? You can reach out to them on Facebook. You can send them a text or give them a call, but it's a personal touch. It's something that's personal from me to you that says, hey, Tyler, I'm just thinking about you. How's everything going with your family? How's work? What's going on? Have your kids started school? Like just that personal touch. It keeps you front of mind with those people. And then when you ask, what can I do for you? It opens up that door where they feel like, hey, they're genuinely interested in what I have to say and what I have to offer. And you have to be genuine about it. If I just called a bunch of people and said, hey, what can I do for you? Oh, by the way, I need a favor. It's not genuine. It's not that shouldn't be the purpose of these calls or these, these communications in any way. It's how can I serve you? And over time you generate this relationship and you have really good relationships with these people and they want to give you that business. They know that you care about the people that you serve and they know that you care about the, the clients whose homes that you're selling and showing and helping buy, you truly care about them. And so as they send you referrals, they know you're gonna care about them as much as you've cared about them as a person. So it, it sounds to me like, and so confirm either confirm or, 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 yeah. or shut me down here, but it, it sounds like the purpose of this is to simply proactively go out and, and be a friend, right? Yeah. Pro, proactively go out. And so my, my wife is amazing. She has this innate skill at, she's good at being a good friend. Like, like she's considerate of, considerate of things that are going on in people's lives. And, and she remembers uh, circumstances and dates and that sort of thing. And so she's, she's always reaching out to people and people love that. Right. Um, so if I could take that innate skill that my wife has and bottle that up, that's, that's what you're talking about. This ability to go out and simply build the relationship with people that you're already friends with. Is that, is that fair? That's that totally spot on. Awesome. So what there's, there's a group of people that this is hard, <laughs> right? Oh, very. There, Absolutely. There's, there's a group of people that this is, this does not come naturally. How do you get somebody who, who is in that space where it's not natural and, and it kind of goes against what their instinctual relationship uh, rules are? <laughs> How do you go from that to um, somebody who's successfully, executing on this top 50 plan? So I think that because there's so many different personalities in real estate, especially, yeah, a lot of realtors are that high eye personality, but there's some that just aren't. And I would rather stay at home than have to go talk to people or have dinner with them. I just like being with my family and my kids. And if I'm going to spend my time, that's what I want to do. But I know that if I want to grow my business and to grow my real estate business, I have to get out of my little bubble and go do some of those things. And and it's hard for me too. And so I think that even just sending a simple text, hey, how's it going? What's new with you guys? And just kind of getting your feet wet because it's still a personal touch. I'm not sending a mass text message to 12 people that says, hello everyone, today watch my, right? It's a personal touch. Hey, how are you? Mention, their, mention them by name, mention their kids by names or their dog or whatever they're passionate about and start really small. It's okay not to have to go to dinner 50 times in a month, that's it's, there's not enough time, it doesn't exist. And so if you start small with a text message or an email, or maybe it's even a card, hey, I'm just thinking about you, I hope everything's going well, right? You can, you can start really small with those, but if you're consistent with it, if every single month I'm getting a text or a card or a phone call, it'll start to get easier. 
you'll start to realize, oh, these people do actually want to talk to me. They do care what I'm doing as well. And I think that that's the biggest thing is where you said it's really hard for a lot of people. Take yourself out of it. It's not about you. How can you serve the people that you're friends with? And this goes back to it was service before opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so the goal is the goal is your yeah your what can I do aside from what real estate opportunity this might provide? What can I do to be a good friend? Yep. Now, is there any is there any harm in this program, or do you recommend that that agents as as they're communicating with these top fifty, is there any harm in it simply being a text message every month, or or would you would you recommend that people shake it up to try to have maybe Maybe once a quarter or once every six months, you you want to meet face to face with these people, or or is it more? Let's just base it on the relationship that you have with that particular person. So, before the madness all happened, what we were coaching on was that once a quarter, you should be doing a live event with these people, whether okay. it's a movie night or it's a barbecue in the park, or I mean, you want them to know each other too, right? These are the people that you like. There's a good chance they'll like each other too. Okay. And so, and so if you can be that, that center of, Hey, this is a really fun thing that we're doing. We're doing, we're getting together. We're having this party. We're going to go taste wine or do whatever it is. And you're getting these groups of people together. Now it's a one to many. Now it's not just a text or a phone call. Now this month, my, my event is going to be, I'm going to have 10 people over and we're going to watch a movie or we're going to do some craft or something. Right. So yeah, you can send a text message every month, but do you truly believe that by sending 50 text messages, you're going to generate those 50 transactions and those 50 referrals? It's a good point, right? Because I go, I go, man, I can send 50 text messages in an hour. That's pretty, that, that's, that's one hour for the whole month and I'm done, right? It would be that, that, that I could do that. But what you're saying is, the relation you have to you have to gauge the relationship and you you want to have interaction you want to be the the middleman who introduces people and builds connections and uh, while maintaining your own relationships right and it wasn't one hour a month it's one hour a day what right, are you doing right, with right, that yeah, one hour a day yeah but right? i'm saying i could yeah i could i'm saying i could do it in in an hour in a month right if i just sent text right. messages yeah okay so let me ask this question because this is this is one that um here at Red X, right? We 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 like to be data driven. We like to know um, what's going on in the markets, and that that drives us to make a lot of the decisions that we make as a business. Um, one of the things that we found is even even when just working sphere of influence, it's hard to segregate your list. It's hard to to know which which of your contacts are the ones that are going to be your VIPs in this situation. Those that would be in this top fifty. So. Um, when when you're when you're helping somebody figure out who goes into this top 50 what is the advice that you give to those agents look like or or is it simply write down 50 people and just get started so it can go one of two ways right if they if they're not sure write down 50 people and get started and those are the people that are going to get to 20 and go i don't know who else to put on my list okay and then you start saying okay well then let's add some past clients let's add some maybe you have some more friends and family members that you didn't think about. And maybe they're not your favorite people, but you got to have 50. And the other one is these are the people that you like. You enjoy spending time with them and they like you. I don't want to work with a bunch of people I don't like. If I had really difficult clients, I'm probably not putting them on my top 50 list. <laughs> I want to be, I want to talk to the people that I enjoy talking to. I want to have those conversations and I want to make sure that 
when I am having those conversations that they're uplifting. I'm not getting off the phone with someone going, geez, I really don't like talking to that person because every time I do, I feel like I, I just have this huge weight on me. And so they're the people that you know and that you like and that like you back. Awesome. So when I sit down at the beginning of the month and I'm going to spend an hour a day working on all of these, uh, working on these top 50, um, how do you recommend people set up the the campaign or or the system that says here's who you need to follow up with today here and 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 here's you know who you're going to follow up with later or is it simply let's just put them on a calendar and I'm just going to follow up on the second of every month with this group of people? Yeah, so everyone should be using a CRM, right? And so right. in their CRM, there should be some sort of tagging system, some sort of something that you can put on this person that says, this is a top 50. And you should be able to sort by that list of top 50 and you should always schedule the next touch. So Tyler, if you and I are talking today and we get off the phone, whether you know it or not, I'm going into my CRM or into my calendar and I'm scheduling our next touch 30 days from now or, a or okay. whatever, right? However many days, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. And I'm gonna schedule that next touch so that when I log into my CRM that day, I can see that today I have four top 50 people that I just need to touch base with. And if you don't have a CRM, put it on a spreadsheet, get it, okay. open up your Google drive and put it on a spreadsheet and say, these are my top 50 people. I talked to this person on this day. This is what we talked about, but make notes of that stuff so that when you call them and you know that last month they were taking their dog to the vet for something, when you call them again, you can ask, Hey, how's your dog? How's whatever this thing is. It's too hard to remember everything that's going on. Real estate agents have so much happening not just with their clients and with their own families. Now you add top 50 to it. If you're not writing stuff down or at least putting it in your CRM where you can go back and access that information later, then it's like having starting over every single time you talk to those people. Gotcha. So I, I have a question that, that, that I've been, that, that keeps coming up here and I didn't know if I wanted to get into it, but now I'm really curious. Um, you, you guys have enough data and you've, you've had enough clients over the years that I, that you'll be able to give me a really good answer here is what's Ooh. the difference. Okay. What's the <laughs> difference between an agent that does a really good job leveraging this top 50 versus somebody who struggles with it continually? What, what are the, what are the, maybe the big diff because here, what I've found, so let me preface this. What I've found is oftentimes the difference between an average agent and a top producer is only one or two things. Right. It's just usually one or two or three things that that top producer has figured out how to do even just a little bit better than the average. And that and that helps them excel. And so what what are the differences between the agents that really leverage this top 50 and make it work year after year versus those that may struggle year after year? So we say that it's the, those one or two things are perfect execution of the basic fundamentals that everyone knows they should be doing. Okay. but Most aren't. What are those basic fundamentals? Top 50 is one of them. Okay. So you're saying you're, you're, you're saying that that is one of those things, the top 50 program or the system that you guys have, that is one of those things that we should be executing on perfectly. And many people just simply don't. Yep. Why don't they? I think that there's a whole bunch of different reasons. Like you said okay. earlier, they're afraid to pick up the phone. They are, it's out of their comfort zone to try and, do something or to meet up with people or to ask for that business. And they want to do things that are easier, right? They, they want to do stuff that's easier. 
which easier, easier like, than making money. <laughs> well, they, one of the biggest things with this is they, they don't want to call these people because they don't think okay. that they have anything of value to offer them. But if you can't call your friends and you'd rather be on the phone with a bunch of strangers, like that's kind of a silly concept. And so many agents have that thing, right? They'd rather call through their list of all of their people at Red X than they would call their friends. I mean, they should be doing both of those things, but right. you need to be more comfortable being able to talk to your friends. Do, do, do you find that one of the big hesitations is, is they don't want to be that friend? They don't, yeah, want, to be the, the, they don't want to be the one that's always, that, that's always banging down the door because they're a real estate agent and they don't want other people to feel like their toes are stepped on. Do you feel like that's one of the big hesitations for people? Totally. But I think that that's because they get on the phone and they feel like they have to say, Hey, so I know we talked last month, but do you know anybody this month that's looking to buy or sell? And what they should be saying is they should be using, we use the Ford dialogue, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. How's your family? What's going on with work? Are you guys doing anything for fun lately? What do you have planned for the winter or the summer or whatever it is? And as you have those just natural conversations, when you start asking people about how work's going, they're naturally gonna ask you, how's work going for you? And it gives you a really easy leeway into telling them what you're working on and what you're doing and what you what you could need from them. Now, is there is there a script that you guys recommend? Um, because part of this obviously should be, I'm assuming should be asking for referrals. And, and maybe that's not every single personal touch that you're having, maybe it is. But is there is there a part of the conversation that that you recommend is scripted that says, "Hey, here's I, I'm I'm a real estate professional. I work on referrals. Do you know of anybody? What does that portion of the conversation look like, and and how often should that be executed?" So that's where those quarterly events and those quarterly things come in, right? You just remind them, "Hey, you guys are here because you are my top fifty, and what that means is." that I expect a minimum of one referral out of each one of you next year, every, at least once a year. And so if I get that, awesome, you can stay in this group. I'll keep inviting you to Seth. We'll keep having our conversations. If you don't, that's totally fine. You just don't get to come to this party next year. Right? Give them a little bit of FOMO. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about some of these events. You said, obviously it's different now that, now that we're in a worldwide pandemic and it's now September, right? We've been right. having this conversation for six or seven months, but what did some of these events look like? Tell me, tell me what some of the, you said you have lots of examples. What are some really good examples that, you, that you've seen done really well? Yeah, so we've got a group, um, Terra Firma, and they have an MVP program. And so one of the things that they do is when you send a referral, so anybody that sends a referral gets a thank you card and a little gift and some other stuff. But if you're right. on the top 50 list and you send a referral, there's a private Facebook page for you. They do big shout outs for you. They say, hey, Tyler just sent me another referral. We're totally going to take care of their person. Like they make it a big deal within right. this group of their top 50. And then once a quarter, so one of, I think blah, it was last summer because otherwise it's too cold there in Wisconsin. Um, they have a big boat. So they rented this big boat and they took all of their people out and they did this big dinner cruise with all of their top 50 people. And they made it like this huge party for these people. And okay. there's a bunch of people that were like, hey, I've got to get you my referrals in because I want to do this again next year. I love the group of people that we've come to know here. And when I said earlier, you like these people, so there's a good chance they might like each other. 
there's so many other transactions and business things that are happening with these meetings that now you've created this really cool group of people that can network together that are all across different industries that now have all of these other places that they can send referrals or send business. I love it. Now, sometimes when you talk to agents about, about events, they, they, they start to, they start to, Oh man, the, the expense of that, right? That that's sometimes, especially if, if there's an agent that's never done these events before, um, what, what, what would your advice to somebody like that be? Somebody who goes, I, I don't have a ton of money to do events. How does somebody do a great event without a huge expense? It doesn't have to be something that you spend a ton of money on. They can be, and they can get more extravagant as the years go on, right? As you continue to grow this and you're, you start seeing the results of this top 50 group start happening and you start getting all of those transactions coming in. Um, but start small. What if you just did a small backyard barbecue, right? What if you go to a park and you rent a pavilion and you just get some hamburgers and hot dogs and say, here you go. It's 50 people. It's not going to cost you $6,000 and it shouldn't, but just getting them together and knowing that you care about them and Hey, we're going to do this. And, and this is something that I want to do every year. That's a big, that's a big deal. Awesome. Okay, now one thing that we haven't talked about yet, Brianne, is is uh, is some of the accountability that you guys have built into this system, um, and and uh, and there's a point system, if I'm not mistaken, is that right? Yeah, there is. So that doesn't really touch top fifty or what we're doing with with that. Okay. Product, but that's okay. So the other thing that we're doing, and this is another one of those perfectly executed basic fundamentals, and okay. it's our sixty-one points of habit. And uh, okay. one of the other, yeah. So one of the other things that we noticed as we started coaching all of these agents and these teams is the peaks and valleys that happen in the real estate business. So what happens is they are really, really good about calling all their Red X leads. They call them, they do really good. And then all of a sudden they get busy. They're working with three or four clients and they stop doing the things that got them all that business. And so then they have a valley. And then the next month they go, okay, well, I just had all those closings and then they have to start over. And so every couple of months they're rebuilding this pipeline of business and it doesn't make any sense. And so we took those peaks and valleys and said, okay, what if we can flatten these out a little bit? You're still going to have the peaks and valleys, but let's just make them not as giant. Drastic. Right? Yeah. right. And if we look at the 61 points, you get specific points for doing things that are money-making activities, okay. working with your top 50, prospecting, um, showing two properties to one client. If you just go show them one house, you don't get any points for that. Do the extra work and say, hey, you liked this house, you might like this one too. And then that, right. I mean, it moves things along. You get points for writing contracts, you get points for anything that's a money-making activity. And so the goal is that every single day you get 61 points. And if you're hitting those points consistently, it'll help make those peaks and valleys less drastic. So essentially you've, you've you've assigned a point a point value to different activities that agents participate in on a regular basis and uh and and the money making activities did i hear that they they have a higher point value is, did i they're all money they're all money making activities oh i got you okay and so so you get points for any money making activity correct okay uh, and and the goal is to have 61 of those a day is is correct. that is that a challenge like is that 
I, I, I because I don't I don't have anything to compare against, right? I don't have any context. Yeah. Is sixty one like hard to do, or is it, or is it, is it something where you go, no, this is something you should be able to do every day without too so, much stress? Yeah. So it totally depends on who you are. I have some okay. people that they're like, I can get seven points. Seven is my like, that's my limit. I'm like, then what do you do with the rest of it? That's like 20, 20 minutes. What else did you do? <laughs> and then you have other people that they're like, oh yeah, I got 400 points today. I'm like, okay. So it's totally dependent on how busy you are, how much work you have okay. to get done and how bad you want it. And we've seen it all over the board. The goal is 61 points. Sometimes, okay. yeah, it's a challenge. And you can get it, like I said, in the form of phone calls, in text messages, in handwritten notes, and it's not follow-up. You should block different time in your day to do follow-up work. This is generating business. What are those money-making activities that are actually gonna generate business for you? And so, yeah, sometimes, sometimes we have people that think that those 61 points are really difficult. And other people that are like, oh yeah, I did that in my first hour that I was at the office this morning. <laughs> I, I wanna be like them. Right? Right? Uh, I, I, I love it. Um, let, uh, let me ask this question, Brienne, is, is as um, w when you guys bring on a new client, what do you feel like some of the, the biggest pitfalls or common common pitfalls that uh, that agents have before they before they learn to be really great at, at business? What are some of the things that you see you your your coaches are constantly overcoming with new agents? Um, what, what are some of those common things that you see in the industry? Oh man. So that's all over the place because we don't have like a manual that says, okay, when your first person comes into coaching, this is what we're going to talk about. And the next week, this is what we're going to talk about. It's who are you? Where do you want to go? What are your goals in business? And how do we plug you into the systems and tools that are going to help you get there? It really is all over the place with, for some people, it's how do I build the team and make sure that I structure it the right way so that I'm profitable with some people it's, how do I take the agents that I already have and keep them motivated? How do I get them to do the 61 points? How do I get them to, to buy into any of this coaching stuff that you're doing? And so it's really all over the board. Interesting. Do you, <laughs> do, you, do, you find, do you find that accountability is a big one? Absolutely. Do you, that, do you find a lot of people come in and just don't have methods of accountability in your business? In their yeah. Business? Yeah. And, and it goes across all different things, right? So the team leader they might be really easy to hold accountable. Like if I come in and I say, Tyler, I need you to do these six things before our next call. You go in, you get them done, no problem. But then I say, Tyler, I need you to have your team do these two things before our next call. And you just can't get your team to do anything for whatever reason, right? They don't want to, they don't want to be part of whatever that culture is you're trying to build, or they don't want to, um, they think what they're doing is working really well. So why would they listen to someone else or listen to you? And so, yeah, accountability is a huge piece of this. Every athlete has a coach, right? Most big business people have a coach. And the reason for that is that accountability. You need someone else that's helping you and teaching you and saying, hey, you didn't do that. Why didn't you do it? Here's why you need to do it. And how do I help you accomplish what those goals are? I, I love it. Um, in, in my experience, I think the accountability is one of those it's, it's one of those things that is a huge pitfall is, yeah. is having something in place that, that because, because every, every real estate agent is their own boss, right? They get into real estate because they want to be their own boss and make their own hours. Yeah. But 
if you're not great at being a boss and not great at working the hours you need to work, you're, you're never really going to succeed the way that you hope to. And so I found that that accountability is a, is a, is a big, is a big pitfall for a lot of people. And I wondered if, if you'd seen the same thing. Yeah, um, let, let me ask kind of a final question here as we, as we bump up to, to our, our time here in a few minutes. Um, as, an, an agent getting into the industry right now, the last few months with with COVID, things have been different. We we started this podcast to try to help people build stability and create opportunities during COVID. Uh, COVID is stretching out, and 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 who knows how long some of the weird things we experience nowadays are going to last. Uh, what what are you guys doing differently to help agents, if anything, now versus in the past? What and and a follow up. Well, let me ask that, and then I've got a follow up question to that as well. Okay. Okay, so as soon as COVID hit, we took our top agents all over the country who are also our coaches and we said, okay, what do we do? Real estate is changing. There's a bunch of markets that it's completely shut down and it really affected a lot of our clients. They didn't know what was going to happen. Some of the markets, they were like, hey, yeah, you're not an essential business and you can do nothing. So they had to figure out how to do virtual real estate. Transactions were still happening. And that's the thing with real estate is sometimes people don't have a choice whether or not to sell their home. Maybe they're getting a new job. Maybe they're relocating family circumstances changes and real estate still happens and it has to still happen. And so how do we help facilitate that in a different way, in ways that we've never thought we would have to before. And we created a program called the master of virtual real estate. So our coaches got together and they created this amazing program that taught them how to go through and say, okay, this is how you hold a virtual open house. This is how you show a house virtually. These are the, the steps and the things that you need to do to make sure that you and your team and your clients and everyone is staying safe during this crazy time. And so we created a whole program around them for that. And then the other thing that we just launched to our coaches and our clients last week is the 120 day listing challenge where we're saying, there is a lack of inventory across the board all over the country. And how do we continue to help the people that need to purchase homes do that? So what do we need to do? What are the things that have to happen in order for us to, to seriously change the, the outlook and the way that the market is going right now to get that inventory up and to help people get into these homes? Because that's going to make the difference of the agents that get to stay in this business throughout the whole pandemic and the ones that say, yeah, this is too hard. I'm getting out of here. Love that. That's that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, we've got uh, we've got one question that came in now earlier in the conversation. Um, you, you'd mentioned well, you got to have a CRM, and if not, at least have a spreadsheet, right? Yeah. Um, so the question that came in from from Elena Tarasova, she says, "What is the CRM that you would recommend? Is there one that you guys recommend for for your clients?" Yes, we use Realvolve. Realvolve. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then and then. Um, Elena has another follow-up question. She says, any advice on social media approach? How often are you posting? What to post to communicate with your with your people? And would it be different with your, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to that question. Would it be different with your top 50, what you're posting versus your your the rest of your social media audience? Yeah, so specifically with your top 50 audience, you can go in and put them into a group that that is just like, hey, here's a list of people that are in your top 50. The biggest thing with that is to stay up to date on what they're doing. Comment on their pictures, like what they have going on. If they're doing a live, join in and say, hey, I'm here. What's going on, right? So stay kind of in front of in front of them. And that's the biggest thing with your top 50. With everything else on social media, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I am no social media expert. I really wish that I was. <laughs> um, 
But I think that just kind of staying front of mind on that and not being obnoxious with it is, but I don't have better advice than that because I just am not a social media expert in any way of <laughs> the word. Well, well, good. Thank you. We we found that you are an expert on, on some other things, which is awesome. <laughs> um, uh, Brianne, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your busy day to be with us. Uh, as you mentioned, when we talked pre-show, markets right now are crazy um, and, uh, and, and the industry is is we're experiencing a market that many agents have never experienced before, right? And, and we talked about that pre-show. So um, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. I want to thank all of our listeners who are with us, uh, regardless of the uh, of the media, the medium that you use to uh, watch our podcast, whether that's um, live or on one of the recordings or Facebook or YouTube or our, our, our website, make sure that you're subscribed to get the updates. And you can go to the redx.com uh, click on our podcast link in the upper right-hand corner, and uh, you'll be given an option to subscribe to make sure you get updates. We do this uh, almost every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1.30 Mountain Time, where we talk about amazing things that uh, that that we can learn and do in our business to be better at what we do and and uh, and and serve our clients better. Brianne, you've taught us some awesome stuff, and I think that there's a number of things. I've got uh, about two and a half pages of notes as you're writing things down, and ideas are coming to my mind, and and, uh, and, and I think anybody who listens to the last 45 minutes will be able to do the same and go, oh, man, I can do this in my business right away. And that's what we want. We want people to walk away and be able to do things in their business right away. Um, one other thing for our listeners is, is uh, if you are a Red X customer, make sure to go to the, uh, the Red X forum. It's, uh, you can access that through Vortex. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to communicate and ask questions of other Red X prospectors, uh, communicate with some of our staff here as well regarding prospecting, regarding the tools that Red X provides. So there's uh, a lot of places to uh, to go there. Brianne, thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking us to school and teaching us how to how to how to leverage our relationships and build those relationships uh, so that we can leverage uh, more money. If you'll hang out here for a couple more minutes, uh, yeah. we'll go over a few things post show. Uh, but thank you so much, and thank you to all of our listeners. Tyler, real quick before yes. you jump off, I have a give. Can I? So, 8651 yes. is an ebook that Verl wrote, okay. working with your top 50, and it kind of goes through all of the basics of that. And it's okay. on, I should have built you a landing page for this, but if you go to workmansuccess.com and go to free okay. and scroll down, it's on the page, and you guys can have access to that ebook. Sweet. No problem. Sorry, the name yeah. of the ebook one more time 8651. 8651 and uh, what read out the URL for us and then our, and then my team will put that into the uh, yeah. chat box here. It's workman w o r k m a n success.com and then just click on the little free tab. Okay, perfect. And they can and they can download the uh, the ebook there. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. appreciate that. Uh, the uh, the more material that's out there, the better people are at uh, at what they do. So thank you so much. Uh, thanks everybody for being with us. Have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll see everybody again on Friday at 1.30.